0: Yo, what's going on everybody, Coach Mike here, back at you for another episode, episode 78 of the Function First Fitness Podcast. Hope you guys are enjoying this wonderful end of May, middle of May, depending on when this thing gets released. Pre-recorded of course, generally, day or two before. All right, let's get into it. Before we do that guys, thank you guys for all of your support and feedback we are almost at 6000 listens and if i look at that from the point of view that 6000 people and a lot of people listen to more than one episode so it's it's accumulative um have been able to hear some of the things i've had to say so i've i've talked in front of this microphone for hundreds of hours and i've got thousands of listens and i'm really truly grateful and I'm, you know, the hope was that I always went into this, no matter what episode, no matter what the topic, no matter what I said, a word, a sentence, a paragraph, uh, the full podcast, 10 podcasts, the whole thing, whichever it may be for whatever person is listening, that something of value comes of it. Um, I think the best pursuit of of happiness is to help and inspire and elevate everyone else around you because if everyone is happy or has some content in their life and then it kind of I think fuels them to do and it perpetuates them to do happier things for other people so you know at the end of the day it's not about the 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 stuff. It's more about the interaction and, and humanity as, as a as a whole as how can we what can we do in our day-to-day lives to try and improve other people's lives. And that's everybody. That is not you know, I got into personal training as a uh way of trying to educate and help people with moving forward with their fitness out of what I knew or what I had got from it. Right. So I knew the years of trial and error and exercise and where my life used to be and where it is now. And I correlate the 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 that aspect of my life so much to where I am and who I am today that if I could give that to everybody and say, hey, your life is going to be like fantastic and it's not going to take a ton of time. And I can help convince you that that's the reality of it, and we're going to get into that in today's episode on adaptation. Um, then, then that was, that's that's all I need. And it's been tough. It's been a struggle. This hasn't been easy. Um, but it, it shouldn't be. I don't think. I don't. I don't think life is easy. And I don't think it's. Uh, we can cover it in in different coats of paint or whatever analogy you want to use. But I, I think it, life is hard. So things to keep in mind. Also, June 15th, I know you guys are going to hear this lots. You're going to see a lot of the promotional stuff come out. And the reason I'm doing a lot of that now is because I really understand the value of where this online service can take people for a a price point. And and I'm going to go, I'm going to tell you why. I've trained hundreds of people and that's not a... I'm not gloating in that. I mean, that's just the reality of it. I've been able to interact with a lot of people. I've been able to help people in different ways. And I got to a point now where now running my own business, continuing on with the podcast, being able to kind of navigate my life a lot differently than than before, is there's got to be a need for what people are going to need for themselves in their fitness journey and i wanted to be i wanted to make that a very special part of what i can give to people so my and the value that comes with it so all of my training for the online stuff is going to be instructional videos done by me Uh, painful process, fun, wonderful things to go through. You know, there's hundreds of videos that are going to be made that are going to be a part of your programming, but the best part is you get to interact with me even when you're not interacting with me per se in watching how I instruct and give you guys feedback on, on the exercises. So it's kind of like having me there, whether that's in, in your own gym or at home or wherever. Um, super important you're not connecting to hey thanks for joining us here's a bunch of different people exercising for you um and really be as customizable as possible second of all is nutritional adherence now doing training on a in-in-person a basis is a lot of fun and it's like the it's the way to go if you can get into the gym and see a trainer great the hardest part is for a lot of trainers is let's say a trainer fills their schedule and they see you for half hour hour 45 minutes whatever that may be and you interact through the exercises you got the accountability and you have that short discussion you've got assessments you're talking about nutrition you're talking about all those kind of things but it's not there's not a ton of accountability on that end of it it's kind of the online presents a little bit more because it's tangible in the fact that I can see what you're doing. So I'm tying, maybe my Fitness Pal into the application. I'm tying different metrics that I can that you can input that I can see. So I can kind of navigate those conversations, you know, that we have a couple times a month or or once a month or whatever that may look like uh, as part of your package. And really, kind of work more on on the other aspects of your life as well. How many steps are we taking? What are we doing? What are we are we walking more? Are we move? all that stuff? Everything lifestyle type changes. So that's a big part of it. And I'm going to dive into the recipe part of it. So, putting you guys will see Mike's or Coach's kitchen and a bunch of other things that I do. And I want to really put together some cooking ideas that you guys can use. Um, Which is, uh, I think, has a ton of value, and um, something that you guys can get is a little bit of an extra, added part of the program. Now, all of that, um, is 129 bucks a month for the first three months. I like, I can't do it any cheaper. I mean, I would give it away for free. I think for what you get, uh, you know, that's equivalent to like three sessions in the gym, per se. Like, less. That's two, and a half, that's two and a half hours of gym sessions. You get all that for that, right? I'm going to run that promotion for three months. So you're going to get June 15th. You're going to get most of June, July, August. You're going to get most of the summer. Come September, um, we're going to reflect that cost and adjust accordingly. But it, the best part is if you sign up and you're in that group of people that are part of that 129, you can stay there. So really cool. It's not like you're going to get a a bill for an additional cost at the end of the 3 months, right? So I know I'm kind of rambling in the beginning of this podcast, but it, it is important to me and I and I, it's important that you guys get to really understand what that's all about when you're making decisions. Uh we're in a different time right now, especially when it comes to money, and when what people are using their money on and what they're they should be spending their money on is is crucial and and those dis- decisions usually take a little bit longer. So just providing you with the most information I can for that. So, what I wanted to get into to today is the uh, talk about adaptation and our road for you know substantial, not substantial weight loss. Just weight loss. I don't know. Why I'm throwing big fancy words out there that really don't correlate to the message. They're more like hey, I've got a bunch of body fat, I need to lose it, or hey, we've been through so many umpteen different processes, diets, things that don't work, I've lost weight fast, I've gained it all back, I've lost it again, I've gained it all back and then some, I've lost it some more and I've gained it all back and then some and then some and then some. And then some. What the fuck is happening? I'm not eating, I'm doing lots of cardio or I'm I'm in this rut where I just can't lose the weight and it happens quite often or you just maybe have never exercised and you've just kind of allowed yourself to eat what you needed to right and and I did a video uh, I think I put it on TikTok I'm not sure if it's on Instagram or Facebook I'm all over the map here with some of the places I put some of my videos but I'm going to I'm going to talk about it in the podcast you get a lot of fitness professionals who um, come on talk a lot about calories in versus calories out. Now, I'm not disputing a law of physics, okay? Thermodynamics is a law of physics. It's a part of the, that law of physics. The energy cannot be created or destroyed. Calorie is, an, is a, is a me- measurement of energy. Your food that you intake is energy. Your movement and the way that your body operates, uh, function of organs, blood flow, uh, respiratory, all that, is what we call energy output. So it's a a 24-hour system um, that really provides us life. And I know a lot of you know that, right? And this is what gets me. And if you're a fitness professional listening to this, um, try and now, and I know, listen, if if you're a personal trainer or you're in this space, for most of you, I'm pretty sure you know this, maybe it's just trying to, articulate the message properly or trying to really grasp onto maybe some starting points. Now, from a nutritional coaching standpoint, I don't necessarily dive into here's a meal plan, here's this, here's that, do this, calories in versus calories out. I want to figure out systematically how to change people's thought processes and ha- and change their habits on how they have view and approach their health and fitness, not give them a bunch of systematic things that they can do. I mean, that's a part of it to some degree. You get a highly disciplined, high functioning person who switches gears on the, uh, you know, from one point A to point B, or you get somebody who wants to just get from point A to point B. It's a little simpler. But for the average person who's really trying to change the way that they look or feel, and they're stuck because they know that it's a calories in versus calories out. The problem is is they're trying to eat less and expel more energy, and, and that's where that layer stops. It's not that simple, and I'm fucking tired of fitness professionals and other people, influencers, saying, just eat less. If it were that fucking easy, everyone would just eat less, and people are eating less, or taking on these big diets, and it's not working. Okay, so I want to talk about adaptation, and I know this—it's—it shouldn't be nuance anymore. I think it's a big part of, or I'm starting to see a lot of like changes to even in the last ten years of you know getting into into the fitness space and what was like taboo, you know, resistance training or weight training was something that the the athletes and the bodybuilders do. And we're starting to see that that's just not the case, that we're trying to improve our day-to-day function. So adaptation is something that happens as a result of an action that you give it. So if you're eating, you know, you're you're trying to approach a diet, and you know calories in versus calories out, and you're like, okay, I'm two hundred and fifty pounds. I I eat lots of foods. So let's see. Let's go down, and let's um, we'll go on my fitness pal tracker. Okay, it says fifteen hundred. Okay, let's just go with that. Fifteen hundred. So yeah. Let's. You know what? Fifteen hundred. That's too much. That's too much. Twelve hundred. Thirty six hundred is a pound. I can lose a pound every three days. Let's go to twelve hundred. Okay. Cool. We're twelve hundred. And then, oh, we're gonna lose. We gotta lose more. So we gotta let's get on a treadmill for an hour and let's put it on incline and let's run. Okay, that's gonna give me 500, 1,700. Oh my god, I could lose like three pounds a week. And at the end of the month, it's ten pounds fifty. Okay, cool. We got a plan. We're gonna eat twelve hundred calories. And we're gonna and we're going to get on a treadmill. And we're gonna We're gonna exercise. We're gonna do this five days a week. And the body starts to, in the beginning stage, or the short-term stage starts to regulate this massive change you've created in the body where it's like, okay, we're in a calorie deficit. Um, We're expelling all this energy and uh, we got to get rid of, we got to use some body fat. And you lose weight. There's probably nine nine times out of 10 that's going to happen. But then what ends up happening is you hit a plateau or you hit a wall where the body starts to adapt to the stimulus you get it. Now it's used to 1500 1200 calories a day. It's used to this at ad, this adaptation of running or jogging on a treadmill and it says, "Hey, this person or the body, I'm just I'm going to take this from the perspective of say the brain, okay? And it's like, so I'm going to kind of talk third person here. So it's like, "Hey, this person's running 5 days a week. K body, we need to pare down some muscle. We need to get super, super efficient with the only 1200 calories we're given our body. And generally, of that 1200, maybe you're getting 800 of nutrition food. I mean, I'm just throwing a number out. Maybe it's half that you're getting a good uh, complement of micronutrients that are going to help your body, your hormones everything regulate itself good. So now you're like really getting like 600 good calories. The rest is just getting processed into glucose and then you're wearing that through and then we get into this vicious cycle and that'll be a a topic for another podcast on how our energy systems work. And then your body just starts to get used to it and goes, okay, we're there. We're going to regulate our metabolism to this new stimulus, this new adaptation that we've given it, and it happens over time. Maybe that's a month, two months, three months. There's a regulatory period of where you have this catch-up phase, and that's where generally the fat loss or the body or the body weight stress change in a dramatic fashion. Um, and we hit a wall. So, what's the first thing? What happens when most people hit a wall that they sustain for a long period of time? They start to realize or start to second guess or start to look at the the amount of effort that they're putting in and not getting rewarded for. It's like going to the office every day and your boss is like, hey, I got uh, 40,000 documents I need you to do... Um, every day and I'm going to give you um 100 dollars an hour and you're like holy shit yeah okay we're doing it we're and you're ripping through it and you're making money and then it's 70,000 and it's 80,000 Night, I'm just throwing numbers out by the way and then next thing you know your workload is 12 hours a day 13 hours a day and you're like this ain't fucking worth a 1000 dollars an hour I'm not doing this for 100 dollars an hour and you generally Maybe you hit a wall, you quit, maybe you don't, you get stressed out, things like that happen. The the adaptation of the body is the same thing. And your your connection with your brain. So you're probably sitting there going, Yeah, I've been there. I've been there before. I've quit diets or I've quit fucking exercising because it's not working, or I hit a wall. So what's the point? Right? And then you stop. And by stopping, the body goes like okay, we're not doing that anymore. Okay, so now what's gonna happen? Well, our eating habits usually go back up. We get into this perpetual feeling sorry for ourselves because the exercise program we're doing isn't working. So we just tend to eat more. And then we start to store again. And the body adapts back to that. So we start to gain weight or put all the weight we lost back on. And then the vicious cycle again usually starts. And it usually doesn't start right away. You're like, you know what, fuck it. It's the summer. I'm not doing shit or it's the winter. I'm not like whatever your... Yearly, you know, everyone's got kind of goes through yearly cycles of different things that you do. Maybe you're a skier or a golfer or something like that. I think mean, you get back on the bandwagon again, and the vicious cycle continues. And five years goes by, and now you're 280 pounds, and you're going. I don't get it. What's the point, right? We are at a point in time in our in our lives and in, in in where you know, we have an abundance of food. We have access to it whenever we want. We have these hyper palatable foods that manufacturers are fucking a genius at putting together and understanding what people want, what flavors they want, how to taste, how to get people to continue to eat more. Trust me, I, I eat those foods. I'm not anything special. Um, and we get into this vicious cycle of you know, we associate foods with stresses and and all the and, and family events and, and date nights and evening television and all those kind of different things, right? And that's kind of where we're at. And the biggest thing that I try and tell clients is if you've spent the last five or ten years, and I've said this before, trying all these different diets, trying these crash diets that you know that you're going to lose a, a little bit of weight in the beginning, you're going to hit a wall, and then you're going to gain it all back. Instead of going back into that revicious cycle again, build yourself a foundation around some habits that you can create. And we're going to get into the resistance training part of it because a lot of clients I train in person uh, or online or have it online because that's what I did before I was really on the, the floor is to really talk to them and be transparent about like, what are we looking at doing? Are we looking at sustainable change, right? And what we're starting to see, and there's studies on this, is that resistance training is going to create, again, an adaptation of putting on more muscle. And for you ladies listening who think, like, by adding 10 pounds of muscle on your frame, you're going to be bulky and you're going to look like a bodybuilder and it's it's gross. First and foremost, let's dispel that myth. That's not how it works. You will look, you will feel tighter. You will look. A little bit better, a lot better. You will look better. I don't know why I went a little or more. I don't, I mean, you're, you're going to look better. Yeah. Um, but it's not going to be like that. That's this genetical aspect of it. There's genetics that play a part or there's exogenous hormones. Or there's different factors that go into looking like that. 10 pounds of muscle over a frame uh, is the equivalent of maybe burning an additional 400 calories per day, which is an equivalent of burning Maybe the potential of twenty pounds of body fat over the course of the year, doing no massive amounts of cardio and not reducing your calories to ridiculously lows. Period. So you can kind of see how I'm reconstructing this thought process. So when we get and then we're getting stronger and we're feeling better. It is better for the heart. It's better for the lungs. It's better for the hormones. It's better for again. Your efficiency, your strength, your mobility, your stability, the way you function in the world, which is all important. You're checking all the boxes at the same time. The biggest problem that a lot of people have or the biggest thing that people need to get into this thought process is it takes the time it takes is in the beginning. And the end or the end result or over time is when you start to see the real benefits of it. Patience, people. Don't be looking to lose a shit ton of weight in the first three months. Look at building the foundation to healthier habits and a plan that's going to work for you in the long run in the first three or four months, even if that means not losing a pound. By the way, unless you're doing a body compositional test of some sort, a bioimpedance, hydrostatic testing, DEXA scan, things. That, that are out there that kind of compartmentalize body fat, muscle, all that kind of stuff. Um, You're really, you may not see a change on the scale, but you may have massive changes in body composition. So measurements are always good. The way your clothes feel, the way you feel, all that stuff are all metrics for success if you're getting stronger. That's why as a coach or as a trainer, you know, I look at my clients and I'm like, I'm going to, like, Sometimes the programming for exercise gets boring. It does. And you're like, oh look. But we're measuring your your level of success. If you're doing an overhead press with 10 pound dumbbells at eight reps, and in three weeks you're at twenty pounds for eight reps, you know, going through this maybe a double progressive, you know, reps versus weights and reps and weights, and however you as a coach want to progress your client. That's adaptation. That is your body changing to adapt to the weight, which means that you're putting on muscle, which means you're getting stronger, which means you're getting more stable for a lot of times. Depending on what your coach is doing with you for mobility, you're moving through different ranges of motion. And we talk about, as we do resistance training, moving through full ranges of motion. I do this all the time. Uh, The old bodybuilding building stigma was, you know, these short burst reps for chest press and shoulder press and bicep curl and stuff like that. We want, for the average person who's not looking at sculpting a particular muscle, we want full range of motion. We want you moving through the world, the, your skeleton that's, you know, encased in muscle, moving the way it should move, which is going to open up the doors to your life a whole lot more, okay? I mentioned the... I mentioned this, or maybe I haven't mentioned this. If you follow me on Instagram or something, you might see it. Um, I, I took on my dad as a client, and one of the goals was is to get him to squat. You know, what? he's a golfer, big golfer, and so am I. So you kind of get down. You want to read your putt on the green so you get in, kind of into a low squat position so you can kind of see the terrain of the green and, and make a more accurate directional decision on where you want to putt the ball. Uh, 77. Never exercised or hasn't exercised in 40 plus years. Uh, went from not squatting to squatting with assistance to doing full body weight goblet squats with weights to now doing split squats, single leg action. And we've only been training for two months. Okay. Have we seen a massive difference maybe in weight distribution on a scale? No. Are we seeing body compositional changes? Yeah. Are we seeing lifestyle changes? Yeah. Are we seeing a different thought process on how we navigate through the world? 100 fucking percent. That didn't take long. That wasn't a process that, again, the body adapts. And then we we continue to push through that adaptation. Big difference between recovering and adaptation too, right? So more is not always better so a lot of the clients we train you know we're looking at that two to three days a week resistance training you know we want to continue to walk we want to continue continue to stay mobile we want to eat better um sometimes people excuse me get in their minds that we need to work out five or six days a week you know we're feeling sore is the right way to go about it and that's just not the case First of all, everyone's different. Let's not—we won't get into the science of the hydrogen, the lactic acid, and the the, the contraction of the muscle and the ATP and blah 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 blah—all blah, that scientific bullshit that nobody really cares about anyway. But just because you got sore doesn't mean that that's a measure of success. Uh, again, that's why trainers and who do programming, or if you're following a program, you measure success by your ability. Or a lot of times we we use that receive. Uh, RPE, rate of perceived exertion, where it's like, hey, this 10th rep was like an eight out of 10 and we keep doing it until that 10th rep is now a five out of 10 and then we execute higher weight or we we go in a different direction. Or maybe that's working through a full range of motion or maybe that's uh, an endurance-based thing where maybe we're breathing heavy and our time of recovery is increasing. Things like that are super important and they're measurable and they're things that we can look at as, Points of success okay if you're deadlifting 90 pounds and in three months you're deadlifting 200 and the rpe is the equivalent from then till now you've gotten a whole fucking lot stronger which means you're putting on muscle which means you're moving in the right direction all right adaptation is huge your body adapts no matter what no matter if it's work stresses sleeping patterns climate Um, weather, age, exercise, no exercise, eating habits, the list goes on, there's an adaptive phase that goes with everything, okay, no different than, I mean, if you're here in wonderful Alberta, and you're looking, I'm going to use right now as an example, it's what, early May, or late May, sorry, I'm not sure when this thing's going to come out, but I'm pretty close to the mark. It's 21 degrees outside, and I feel like I'm in a sauna. Okay? A month from now, this is going to be cool. Like, oh, we had a cooler day today. It wasn't 35, right? An example. Middle of winter, 30 below. It's still cold, but you somewhat adapt to that. You go through these adaptive phases through your falls and your springs, through through weather and stuff like that. It's no different than if you take a trip to Mexico and you're there for two weeks and you get used to that hot, warm sun. You come back here and you're like, damn, it's cold. Your just body adapts to that environment. It, it's just there to keep you alive. Remember, your body only cares about one thing, keeping you alive. It's got organs that need to work and it needs to breathe and it needs to function. And it needs to fire. You have a central nervous system. You have a circulatory system. You have a respiratory system. They have to work in unison. You have a digestive system. Again, all these systems have to work in unison. Why? Because you're alive. Plain and simple. Nobody gives a shit. You're alive. You're sitting on this big rock floating through space. And God knows where in this small speck of time... <laughs> Now I'm getting a little bit too deep and you guys are like, I'm going to shut you off here if you keep going. Totally understand. Just pick me back up when you get to where you're going or when you get back in your car. Um, but that's how we operate. That's the that's the part of this that I think if you can fundamentally approach what you do from that end of it, then the long-term results are going to be a whole lot better. right? Your ability to... Want to exercise will increase because you you know the benefits that come over it. Your rate of return on investment is huge. I mean, no one's getting that on their money right now, especially right now. I mean, if you have money, <laughs> um, it's a rough time in the markets of the world. We have go we go through ups and downs and dips and things like that. And I think I'm hoping, and I've been saying this for some for some while, that people start to actually look at the importance of their health and fitness even from a financial end like you can get away with not having a sunroof and a navy in your sports car if that means that money goes towards your health and fitness whether that's buying more wholesome foods whether that's a program whether that's a gym membership whether that's a workout video whether that's equipment that you put in your home. I'm throwing out as many ideas as I can here because that's that rate of investment is going to take you a whole lot further, right? Than some of the other things that we kind of put our money into. That's a probably another conversation um from a, a mental health standpoint too. And the, just the condition of the world that we live in, this kind of um weird fast-paced access to everything informational overload as I like to call it and I don't want to get too crazy into it um but yeah that's kind of where we're at with adaptation so resistance training to me is a must for anybody especially as we get older um especially as the hormones start to change and things like that it's just kind of a natural um you know, evolutionary process. And we can slow that shit down, you know, resistance training creates more bone density, creates a better, um, better hormonal function for both men and women. And it's good for the heart, good for heart health, insulin sensitivity, I know, but diabetes is rapid, you know, if you can do resistance training, you can uptake glucose, you can shuttle glucose without insulin through muscle contraction. So that's something really, really cool. So if you're working out a lot, you're going to really help with insulin sensitivity. All those things are going to be huge factors moving forward for health markers, right? Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. I like to keep these nice and short. This is about 30 minutes total. We, we got the point across. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Give me a, a like, subscribe to the channel. We're, we're throwing out some, some freebies. We're throwing out some subscription-based stuff. Uh, this one's going to be, uh, uh, if you're listening to it, you, it's free. If you're listening, there's a couple other ones on there, some earlier episodes that I've done that I've kind of put on for subscribing base. But if you guys are looking for online coaching, you can hit me up on uh, the links in the description. Uh, I'm working through Free Fitness. What a wonderful gym they are. Great group of trainers. Um as well as Catalyst Physiotherapy. Vincent's fantastic, so if you need a physiotherapist, you can hit me up as well. I can point you guys in all the right directions through your health and fitness stuff. So keep listening, keep having fun, enjoy your life. Ride the big rock through space. Don't be too hard on yourself. Um, Tomorrow's a new day. Get it done, have fun, and we'll see you guys on the next one.